We're back with a fresh and new episode of the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. When you're here with us, it's important that you know that you can always expect content that lifts up the name of Jesus and the cross. These will be told through messages and conversations that are powerful, dynamic, and encouraging. A new resource that we want you to know about is our 24-7 helpline. No matter where you find yourself, if you just need someone to talk to, to pray with you, and to believe God for you in whatever that difficult season of life looks like, we want you to know that we're here for you. And if you know someone who maybe needs help because of addiction, you can give them the same number and we can help them begin their new life. That number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that's 888-520-0620. Today, we're jumping right into the Alumni Edition episodes from Spiritual Emphasis 2021. In this episode, we've got one of our very own alumni and Assemblies of God world missionary, Chanel Williams, sharing at Spiritual Emphasis 2021 Alumni Edition. We are unmatched. We are an unmatched nation of Teen Challenge graduates. You know, I want to share just a little bit of my story and I'm gonna need someone to give me that international sign. Well, hey, you're going way too long, okay? <laughs> so that will be my worry. Uh, let me just share just a little bit of my life. So I'm now a, a missionary with the Assemblies of God, doesn't really matter, but I'm called to the nation of Austria. I was called in my final couple of weeks in the center in Bakersfield. Does anyone remember a Rod Tidwell? Yeah. This man, I was the one in charge, the intern, and he brought someone in and I had to give him the tour and they started talking to me about an Austria teen, or, yeah, an Austria teen challenge. Well, I can tell you that never happened until now, but, and that's not what I'm gonna do, but it was at that point that the Lord said, that's the place. Now, Pastor Ron last night talked about a prophecy and just that prophetic tone that we have in life that you walk and you fulfill in a prophetic voice in your, your, your nation, in your area, in your generation and all of that. My great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather was a church planter in LA. Church of the Brethren, who are they? Most people don't even know. That's how flatline they are. And a, an evangelist came through and said, hey, your children's children's children are going to be going to the nations, preaching the gospel, etc., etc. I didn't find that out until 2017. Did you know it's me and my brother that are now missionaries? Here's something else. I had to go to Teen Challenge to get that call. I was saved, but I was broken, and I didn't have the tools to get it right. And I made a huge mistake. I basically gave away the call that I knew God had in my heart. Did I know it was missions? I thought I did. Did I know it was Austria? No. So I did my decision. It was a bad decision, and it got me into Teen Challenge. And that's when God restored my life, put me on the solid ground, and then that's where he positioned me to call me. We are not the bottom of the barrel, folks. I'm telling you, we are not the bottom of the barrel. We are the harvest. And we are the harvest that can speak to the generation we have influence in. So let me tell you what happened after Teen Challenge. I did not go to TCMI. 
I went to Minnesota for Bible college. I can tell you that I felt like a fish out of water, not because it was freezing cold and I'm from California, but because I didn't know who I was. I knew God had called me, but oh my gosh, I'm like swimming with these big fish and everyone here is like super educated. I'm like, I know how to roll a joint. You know, I've done a lot of, you know, brain activity here that's just not that way. And I had to learn how to learn again. But I pressed on because guess what? When God spoke it to me, I held on to that call like, like, like white on rice. I did not give it up. I did not give it up. I didn't let it go. I did not let it go. That's a big deal. That is a very big deal, and I'll get to that, and I promise I'm going to fast forward through all this. <laughs> so I get to Minnesota. The call of Austria is just pounding in my heart. I feel completely inadequate, but I'm that person you tell me, no, I'm going to say whatever, I'm doing it. That's not a spiritual situation. That's just my personality. Yeah, you say no, will I say yes? What did I just say yes to? You know, so I'm like, I'm going after it. I'm going after it. My circumstances brought me to a place where I'm like, I don't fit in at this Assemblies of God school. I don't fit in because I felt like at some point I was not going to be able to go any further because of a past divorce. So at some point, I took a summer off and I visited Austria. I did finally, finally finish my education, just so you know. I have a bachelor's. But it was, it was later. But I went to Austria. While I was there, the door opened for more. Okay, so I come home, prepare, and I go back. My time in Austria, man, I was a, my major at, at the school was church planting. So I get to Austria and I have like the first round table of everybody and I'm bold, right? Because if you tell me no, I'm going to say yes. I said, I want to help plant a church. You know what they did? <laughs> you don't know us. You don't know our language. You don't know anything about us. You're going to go sit in the youth. What? I don't want to sit in the youth. Are you kidding me? I hated being a teenager. All this stuff that got me to Teen Challenge. They didn't obviously know that. So Teen Challenge face, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll go. I get in the youth, and I'm like, hey, I see these little twerps off to the side. <laughs> Obviously, that's why I'm here. So I started praying and fasting for them. And I did, and I really prayed and fasted because I'm not going to waste my time all until I plant this church. So <laughs> I'm fasting, and I'm praying, and I find out little by little, hey, they don't, they don't all have dads. Part of me not liking my childhood my dad died at 14. He was a homeless man in Bakersfield right before he died. Major alcoholic. So I focused there. Okay, one died of cancer, one didn't make it in the country, one divorced his mom, and on. one was the pastor's kid, but we'll leave that one alone. So, after some time, they started opening up to me. We go to a youth camp, and just so you know, it's hot right here. Well, there's no AC in Austria either, and it was really hot. So I go to a youth camp, I'm there, and I'm praying and I'm seeking God. And by the way, I don't speak the language still at this point. And I'm feeling still inadequate, but I don't care because I'm just so determined that this was my call. And so I just took my, my, my lunches off at this camp and I went and I prayed and I fasted. And all of a sudden I hear this, wee wee wee. Okay, that's a siren in Austria. And I'm like, what in the world is that doing here? 
So whatever, went back to praying. I came back to camp. And by the way, this camp was 10 days long, okay? So this is day five or six. So when I came back, yeah, it's a long time. So when I came back to camp, they're like, hey, you know, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell. So this group of kids left the camp, flipped their car, and I'm told that they felt something pull them to the center of the car. Boom. That hit me. Praise God. I get back to Vienna. Okay, God, you're obviously doing something here with the youth, okay? I, I submit. We're painting a horribly orange color on a wall. Horribly, horribly orange. And we're at the end of the day. I'm sitting there. And here comes one of those kids, takes a bowl and a rag, and starts washing his foot. Then another, just like seconds later, takes another rag, same bowl, starts washing this foot. They're washing my feet. That's all I kept thinking. I watched them do it. I'm like, what? I didn't say a word because I didn't want to interrupt. They finished. You know what God told me? Now I've served you, you serve them. Okay, so this is where I'm going. This is where I'm going. So I did it. And I served God super hard. Like, you know, you're not going to grip a kung fu white knuckle grip. Okay? And I poured into youth something I did not want to do. And I did it. But let me tell you about this kid, Benny. This is important. Benny is, was a quiet kid in the youth. He'd come up to me. He'd ask me questions. I'd tell him. You know what he did? He asked me about my quiet time. Go ahead and answer that one honestly when someone asks you. Thank God that was a great season for my quiet time so I could honestly answer with victory. So I did. Well, life kind of moved on. That season of that mission wrapped up. I come home. I meet my husband. I'm married. God vindicated me. I have an ordination school and all this stuff. I hear from Benny. You know what he tells me? Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. I don't remember much of that because I was obedient. I just remember fumbling through the language, fumbling through the culture, feeling inadequate, feeling all of those things, but not saying, you know, I'm not going to let it go. So (laughs) I just kept on going, and he tells me all of this stuff. You know what he did? This kid goes to Bible school, comes back, grows the biggest youth group in Austria of Austrians. We're not done. Then he's asked to lead the entire youth movement in Austria. The entire movement. And now he's been voted in as senior pastor of one of the largest Austrian churches in the country. Now let me tell you something. Me! I was obedient, and I was there in a critical time that Benny needed to hear what he needed to hear. It was none of my business what God was doing in his life, but I was there. And had that not been done, had I not been there to answer his questions or to demonstrate God's call on my life, who knows what would have been passed from him? Who knows? A Teen Challenge graduate that felt inadequate most of the time finally mastered, well, whatever, the language, (laughs) finally. But at the time, I didn't feel it. 
Let me tell you this scripture, and I really will be done with this. This is Deuteronomy. Let me go back. The problem with these is like I'm so short. Here we go. This is Deuteronomy 1, verse 6. Now this is talking to the Israelites. The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You've stayed long enough at this mountain. Listen, that word stay can also be translated as inactive. You've stayed inactive long enough. Break camp. Advance into the hill country. Break it up. This, this crystallized perspective of yourself that you can't, I can't, break it up. Break it up. Advance into the hill country. There were two kings that were strongholds in this area before this happened, before the Lord told them to move on, because they were there for a year. They had already been removed. So he tells them to go, tells them how far their land is, and then he says, see, I have given this land to you. Go in, take possession. If you let something go that was from the Lord, you pick it back up and you advance in the name of Jesus. This is the land that he swore to the Israelites, to their forefathers. So that's my charge to you. What did you let go? What did you drop? What camp did you build to where you're just stuck there that you can't move any further? The Lord is saying, break camp. Go and drive out the giants. Pastor Ron said last night, it is work. Faith is work. Yes, you're darn right it is. It is work. I've had more challenges outside of Teen Challenge than I have in. Yes. It is work. But it is still a call. And it is still a mandate. And it is still obedience. In the name of Jesus. Break camp. Get on. Get on with it. Amen. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe, though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.